afternoon, morning, evening, whatever it is, uh, wherever you're at, as you know, I'm based out of Norway. Today, I've got a wonderful guest based out of Sydney, Australia. So welcome to Todd Talks, where I help you design your best life. Not the life I designed for you, but the life you desire. Like I said, today, I've got a guest, Barry Nicolau, uh, number one best-selling author, um, of 11 Master Secrets to Business Success and Personal Fulfillment. He's an expert in creative visualization, and I'll let him explain kind of what it is, what he does, how he got into this. Uh, Barry? Oh, Todd, first of all, thank you for that beautiful introduction, and thank you for having me on your amazing show. I feel privileged to be on, especially you're in Norway, so this is this is a first for me, can I just say. This is fantastic. Um, so, I guess um, everyone has a story, and I'll try to keep mine brief because I do not want to bore people out there, <laughs> but um, I guess to understand the story is to understand the journey in many respects as well. Um, so, just the quick version of where we're at and what's led me to do what I do today. Um, so, the year was 2015. It was seven years ago from today. And um, I was in the shoe industry and I was quite despondent with my career. I was earning good money, don't get me wrong, and I was providing, but I felt like there was a missingness in me. There was a yearning that wasn't quite being fulfilled. And I didn't know how to fulfill that. I'm not sure if you've ever experienced that, Todd, but there was this yearning. Many times. Okay. Well, uh, the best, the thing that happened next was quite surreal. Um, I was on my way to an appointment in the shoe industry and I got a phone call in the car saying, Barry, can you delay me an hour? I'm running a bit late. And I said, no problem. And the thing that happened next was kind of surreal because my car felt like it steered itself into this beautifully well-appointed cemetery in the northwestern suburbs of Sydney. And imagine the most beautiful cemetery you can imagine. I mean, beautiful, big, wide open roads, canopies of trees, blue sky day. It was just, there was this clarity moment. And I've since discovered that that cemeteries are actually beautiful. They're not, they're not the morbid places that we think that they are. So, I got out of my car and I started walking amongst these graves. And I started to do the maths in between the years where people were born and people died and how old they were. And you tend to see a lot of, you know, people in their 30s and 40s die. It wasn't just people in their 80s and 90s. So, at the time, you know, I'm sitting there at 37 and I'm thinking, you know, a few of these people have died in their 30s. You come to understand that life isn't, it's, 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 it's finite. It ends up being something that, you know, you don't know when. You know, we all think we hopefully arrive in our 90s, but we don't know. And a sudden sense of clarity came over my thought process um, from that. And the, <laughs> this is going to sound strange. The thing that happened next is something that I keep, I keep going back to because I, I felt three words bombard me on a level that wasn't quite as the dialogue we're speaking about now. It was on a soul-based level. Um, and that kind of scared me because I've never experienced communication on that level before. And I just felt these three words, which was live your life. 
And I thought, you know, if you want to give me something, give me the lottery numbers. You know, let me really live my life. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what is going on here? Like, what's going on? So, I, I got it out of my mind because it was too scary to consider what that could be for me at the time. And I wasn't at the state of mind where I could accept what that was. So, I got it back in my car, went to my appointment, went home that night, um, not thinking much more of it, went to sleep and the word your was was burning in my mind. Um, like, live your life. Don't live a life based on what someone else thinks you should do, based on a... Live a life based on what you feel is right for yourself and action that potential. Um, and that led to me just getting up at 3 a.m. and just writing. Um, it wasn't meant to be a book. It, it was just things that lit me up because I saw people that had financial independence and they could do things. They had freedom. And then I saw people that had ultimate fulfillment um, and and that was a sense of being in service to other people. So, I wanted those two worlds to collide. So, I found 11 areas that intersected those, those, two, um, those two areas. And I had this, after a year of writing, Todd, I had this manuscript and I had no idea how I was going to get this thing published. Like, I don't know anyone in the publishing industry. I don't even know friends that have got books. I know no one. And then... I get this random Facebook message. This is how the universe works as far as I'm concerned, um, which is we publish books. If you have a manuscript, we'd love to hear from you. And I'm like, that's random. So, I get in contact with John. John and I go for a coffee. Um, he's based literally about five miles from me. I didn't even know he existed. Um, and, and, we, and he said, Barry, I love your book. Let's get you to Amazon and get you to number one. So, we had a campaign. We hit number one in six countries and in 19 categories on the website, which was unbelievable. And from that, um, an e-course, which, you know, helping people um, uh, discover the toxicity and the joys, not just the joys. You've got to start pulling the weeds as well as planting the rose bushes. And um, that's helping people all over the world right now. Most of my customers are in the US, funny enough. Uh, I think with Australians, I think we're still catching up to this to this self-help, um, understanding our potential mindset. Um, so, it's, it's, been, it's been wild. And from the pandemic, um, my work has transcended into corporations. So, now we're helping, of all people, we're helping law firms, Todd. I mean, as left brain as you can get. Right, law firms, um, and and uh, today we've submitted our first contract for a government contract, um, and it's to understand that energy creates things. Energy energy feeds thought, and then thought creates things. And the science behind that is what I've specialised in because I needed to understand it before I could teach it. Um, so that's that's kind of a short condensed version of of where my last seven years has been. And it's exciting when you see the light in someone's eyes at that aha moment. Um, nothing beats it for me. That so, is yeah. awesome. Thank I, you. I totally understand what you're what you're getting at when you you felt something missing, and yeah. then you had three words burn into your into your brain when you were in a setting where you were open. Yeah. Live your life. Yeah. I've had similar experience many times. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the reasons I'm doing, I have this podcast mm. is a year and a half ago, 
I was thinking about, you know, what am I going to do post military and everything? Cause I've been in the military for 25 years. I'm one year out from retirement, but then wow. I was two and a half years out right back then. <laughs> Yeah. And, wow. and so I, I had written a blog and done things like that. I love helping people. Mm-hmm. And I had a distinct voice in my head that said, do it now, start mm-hmm. it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have no idea how to do a podcast. <laughs> do it now. Mm-hmm. Three weeks mm-hmm. later, I had my first episode. Fantastic. And because you have to act on those promptings. When you get those those promptings from the universe, from God, mm. from mm. however you mm. want to mm. call it. Mm. Um, mm. I'm religious, mm. so I, I call mm. it the God. Of the yes. God. Yes, and, of course. And when you get those promptings, I've found that if you act on them, mm. you get more promptings. You if do. You don't you do. act on them, you get fewer and fewer promptings. Throughout yes. your life. Todd, you you've you've absolutely supported a belief that I, I honestly have. You know, it's interesting. Every time I've um come up against red lights and I've tried to fight it, I've tried to find a way around it, it's been a struggle, right? And every time I've come up against green lights and I followed it, um more green lights showed themselves. So it's almost like there's this flow of understanding that if you are living in your true potential in why you were born and 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 living in intention and and understanding that your purpose on the planet is xyz that the green lights happen quite often and quite quickly and i keep saying to friends and family even ones that have businesses okay and and they say well barry i've struggled and i've got angry and i've succeeded and I'm like, yeah, that's true, and I'm proud of you, but you got to understand something. The energy that goes into something must be the energy that sustains it. So if you create from a sense of anger, you will continually need that frequency of emotion to sustain it because you've created it from that. If you create from a sense of love and joy and value and gratitude and honesty, that's the that's the base of emotions that you will also need to sustain it. So yes, you can create from anything. God has given us this this range of emotions, right? He hasn't just said, I'm giving you the good stuff. He said, Todd Barry, I'm giving you everything. And guess what? Your mind will expand anything you give attention to. So if you are the kind of person listening to this and you are looking at the fearful state of the world and you are focusing on war and famine and gun shootings and you're focusing on people lying to you and and, and eating bad and yeah, you will see the physical manifestation of that thought process. And and it's it sounds wild, but if you look at the state of the world, like a lot of people say to me now, well, Barry, the world's in a really bad place. Look what Russia's doing to Ukraine, okay? And then my response all the time is, that's one man. If you look at the responses from corporations and countries all around the world to the sanctions that are being placed, to the corporations that are pulling their businesses out as a show of defiance, that is costing those corporations money to do that. That's the state of the world. People that are standing up to bullies, not the bully. 
So people are looking at the bully in the schoolyard and going, the whole school's bad. It's not. It's the one guy who hasn't resolved his issues that is spreading toxicity. And and this is where sometimes human beings are too smart for our own good because we turn around and we kind of think, well, you know, it must be all like this. It's not. You take that bully out of the school, that school is fine. Even with that bully in the school, the school is still fine because it's a collective of people that want the same thing. It's not the one guy. So, when you look at your life and when you look at terrible um, isolated incidents in your life and in the world and you say, that's the world, that's not true. You're taking a hyperstructure of what you believe and what's so emotionally intense for you and saying, that's the world. It's not. And, and, and in God, in his wisdom, is saying, well, yeah, you can go down that road if you like. You have free will. You have choice. You have my love, but you've also got choice, and that choice can take you down whatever road you want. And and what I try to get people to realize isn't to do things, but it's to it's to realize that there is so much more good that is not being vocalized. Like Todd, you and I today are an example of that good. Like like this is a friendly universe for me, and and it's a friendly it's a friendly earth, and an example of that is 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 this talk. Like that's 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 I connect myself with people that want to also uplift others, and together our collaborative voices end up being louder, and all of a sudden people go, oh, okay, so it's not so bad. So I can start that business. So I, I can find love. Oh, so I can ask for the forgiveness of my children. Oh, so those things are possible. Yeah, they are. You just got to understand that they are. Can I jump in on, uh, Please, on what man. you've, Sorry, what you've yeah, been saying? No, that's okay. I, I do the same thing. I, I like to talk. <laughs> so, so one of the one of the things you said is, you know, it's mm. when you're focusing on mm. the bully, when you're focusing mm. on the bad. I I call it the the news view of life. <laughs> when when you when you focus on the negative, you're mm. gonna see more negative because Spot on, man. because what is the world? The world is the way you see it through whatever lens you're looking at it through. Mm-hmm, mm, so if you mm, have mm. a perspective and it's it's all perspective. Mm. Our reality is based on our perspective. So if, on, you have, if you have the perspective that you're looking at things through a negative lens, you're mm. going to see the negative. If you if you look at the world through rose-colored glasses, everything's happy go lucky. <laughs> you're going to be the the crazy lady with 40 cats. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But if you look at the world through the lens of there is bad things, but there is so much good in the world. So much. You will have a much more realistic view of what's truly going on. But again, it's your perspective. And what 100%. we think about, we bring more into our life. And um, mm. one, of the, one of the things I really liked is what you were talking about with you know, you're, you're focusing on the, the bully in the school, but it's the mm. collective mm. view of the school. Even having the bully there mm. doesn't mean that the school's bad. It just means that it's part of the overall overarching mm. narrative of mm. that place, right? So a- ab- in, absolutely. In the world, in our life, mm. we define what we what we want our life to look like mm, mm. based upon our thoughts. So if if I'm focusing on the job I hate, my wife 
my wife just talks down to me and mm. my kids are all brats and uh, are good for nothing. Don't do anything that I ask them to. Mm. Well, guess what? When I go to work, I'm not going to work well because I'm going to mm. be focused on I don't want to be here. So I'm Correct. not going to put my best effort when I Correct. get home. I don't feel good about myself. So anything that my wife says, I'm going to take negatively. Yes. Spot on. And because I'm feeling negative, because I'm Mm. feeling self-doubt, because I don't like the way I'm acting, because I hate my job, I'm Mm. tired of fighting with the wife. Well, when the kids come in, rather than teach them, rather than Mm. give them love and gratitude Mm. and Mm. and training, Mm. what do I do? I yell at them or I tell them to go get online, do something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember a, uh, a fact that said that on average parents today have Mm. nine minutes of meaningful conversation with their children a week, a week, a week. Wow. Because, because kids are at school Mm. parents and, and, and the kids are so busy in their electronics, in the TV, we just mm. want to be separated from, from life because mm. most people are unhappy with where they're at, but they don't, mm. they don't go to find a solution. They just mm. want to numb themselves. It's really mm. interesting how the last three episodes have kind of had a similar thing okay. that, uh, that I'm doing. And it, it comes from that the universe provides us with a purpose. And, and if we follow that purpose, we will find fulfillment, financial freedom, happiness. Yes. 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 You're spot on, Todd. Um, just a couple of things I'd love to love to mention just to back up exactly Absolutely. what you've just said. Um, so on, on, the, on the parents with the nine minutes a week, um, we've got a little practice. I've got two girls. Um, Grace is five and Harmony is almost two. And with Grace, I'll show you a little picture of her right here. I don't know if you can. That's Grace. Aww. <laughs> you go. She's, she's probably going to get up any minute because it's about 6.30 in the morning here in Sydney um, and go and watch television. But at night before we go to sleep and for the parents listening, this is a great little thing to try to get into the habit of. So I give her a kiss. We, she goes to sleep in her own room and we have a little thank you Jesus moment where we sit up on our bed together as father and daughter and we close our eyes and we mention between three to five things that we're grateful for. And and she doesn't understand the word gratitude yet. So it's thank you, Jesus. And it ends up being, you know, she usually says the same three things over and over and over. And She's over. five. So. She's five. So, you know, thank you for the house. Thank you for the holiday. And thank you for my family. And there's the three things she mentioned. And then she says, Daddy, it's your turn now. And I'm like, well, first of all, Grace, thank you for you. You know, thank you for, for letting me be your dad. You know, like, and then... And then thank you for your health and you start getting bigger and bigger and all of a sudden you've got 10, 15 things that you're thankful for. And gratitude is a beautiful way to start um, life from when you're that age because if hopefully she can embrace gratitude and thank you, Jesus, at that age. Um, as you get older, um, gratitude tends to be part of your biology. It ends up being part of who you are as a person. So, that's what I'd say to parents if they want more than nine minutes. Um, just do three or four minutes a night on that and you might have 20 minutes a week automatically. 
um, just by doing that. Anyway, secondly, I will say something as well that's really, really exciting. Um, a lot of people come to me, Todd, and talk to me about creative visualization. Um, so, how to create in my mind the future that I want for myself. And and the thing that I always say to those people is, let's park that for a minute because there's something you've got to decide first. Um, I don't want to put the horse before the cart. You've got to answer a very important question. And this question was actually posed by Einstein, of all things. You know, Einstein was known for his theory of relativity, as you know. But, but he was a great philosopher. And these questions that a lot of philosophers ask throughout the last couple of hundred years need to be answered before we make decisions. And Einstein's big question was this. He said, um, every human being on the planet must make the most important decision of their lives at some point. And that decision is this. Do I believe that I live in a toxic universe or do I believe that I live in a friendly universe? Now, before you action anything, you've got to answer that internally. And to give you a quick example, I would catch up for dinner with friends and there'll be six people on my left and six people on my right. And we'll pose this question as a, as a topic of conversation. You know, do you, what do you believe? And then the people on my left would say, well, Barry, the world's a toxic place, hands down. And here's the reasons why. And they mention like seven reasons that, 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 you know, to support their argument. And then on my right, I've got the friendly crowd. And they say, well, actually, I don't believe that. I believe the world's a friendly place. And let me tell you why. And they list their seven reasons, you know, people helping people, podcasts, reading great books, um, showing love, making marriages work, you know, people that could give up, that keep going. Um, And they list why the world's a friendly place. And then you ask yourself, Todd, at the middle of the table, you're sitting at the middle of this table, and you look left and you look right, and you say, who's correct here? And the answer is that they're both right because they will all both experience a reality based on what their emotional beliefs have been built up to believe. So, so that's the most beautiful and the most disastrous um, thing to consider. It's because the mind can work in both directions. And when people say things aren't fair, oh, that's not fair that that happened and that's not fair that that happened to me and that person cut me off and that person's got cancer. That's not fair. That's not fair. At some point, we've entertained a thought. We've fertilized that thought with emotion and that is giving an order to the subconscious mind and to God that we want more of that. We're not saying if it's good or bad and the subconscious mind doesn't actually have a filter to say, whoa, 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 Barry, that's a bad thought. Do you really want that? It doesn't do that. It just goes, okay, so if this is a current thought, you must want more of that. Let me show you how I can expand that for you. And that's what needs to be understood times a million <laughs> because if, if we are giving power to thought, and thought is manifesting itself as a tangible experience, then we are responsible for our thoughts. There's no one else injecting a USB drive saying, you must think this way. We, we are open to it. We're looking at the news. We're looking at negative friends. We're looking at toxicity, bad food, bad diet, no sleep. And that all leads to something. 
So, so what do we want to do here? I mean, let's get specific. So, when you ask yourself that question, do I believe the world is toxic or the world is friendly? You will create from that base. So, for the toxic people in the room, the question is, can they get over to the friendly side? Is it possible? Or are they so stuck in, in, in arguing why the world is bad and why their life is bad? Or, or can they be open to perspective? And, and sometimes it's a middle ground. It's not jumping to the friendly side. It's like, yeah, I can, I can, I can buy that, Barry. I can buy that there are good things happening. All right, okay, that's good. So, you've acknowledged it. So, that's possible. And the friendly people also acknowledge the bad. They also, yeah, I, no, I'm not blind to what's going on in the world, but my circumstances to date have led me to believe that it's friendly. This happened to me last week. I'm starting a business. Someone put me in touch with my this accountant. Someone put me in touch with a capital, uh, a, a, a venture capitalist, and they funded me. Like, like those things are real. And so, what are you going to believe? What life do you want to experience? And based on that, you will you will build a tangible reality. So, so true. Yeah. So true. You know, a couple of couple of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not in the matrix. <laughs> we talked. We talked about that in one of my previous episodes. We're not in the matrix. We can't have that USB plugged into our head and say, oh, "I know kung fu." Yeah, we actually yeah. have to work for it. Yes, um, yes, yes. Earl Nightingale so, mm. told uh, or taught mm. a really interesting thing. He said, "You take a hundred men mm. that at twenty years old." They all are excited about life. They're, they all have big dreams, big goals, big aspirations. And by the time you, they're 65, one of them will be rich. Five will be well off, financially independent. Mm. 40 will be broke. And you know, 40, another 40 may be dead. Um, mm. Because <laughs> back when he said that people only live to about 65. Yeah. But um but so, so you take this group and 65% of the people or more mm. will be broke. Mm. 5% succeed. Yeah. And, and then the 1% is filthy rich. And yeah. the thing about it is they all had the exact same starting point, the exact same mm. dreams, desires, goals. The difference was. Some of them start to look at the world as a negative place. They stop acting on those, those promptings that the universe is giving them to give mm. them the, the difference between the five or, or six that succeed mm. and those that don't mm. is their thought process. Mm. They don't have any, any greater skills or abilities or opportunities than anybody else, mm. but they're Thoughts become things Mm, mm. and we become what we think about. That's the greatest secret in the world is that we become what we think about. Spot on. And we're not in the matrix, but so many of us live as if we're in the matrix. We live, we live in this bubble of our own design Mm. The world's either a mean, nasty, ugly place, or the world's mm. a beautiful, um, we get everything place. Mm. But mm. they, when we acknowledge, like you said, when we acknowledge that, yes, there are bad things, 
But mm. overall, if I if I'm thinking about something good, I'm going to bring more good into my life. That's 100%. the place that you want to live in. Hundred hundred percent, and and to to um, identify currently, if you're not in that place, to identify the blockages, like that would be my first go to. I would go, okay, so I'm not feeling good. Why? Why am I not? Is it the people? Is it my job? Is it my spouse? Is it what what what's what's going on here? Like, why am I consistently feeling negative? And like to look at yourself through somebody else's eyes. And if you were to sit down with you, Todd, and, you know, someone outlays their life and immediately because you've got an outsider's perspective, you can see with clarity. But sometimes in our own life, we don't see with clarity. We see yeah, the whole forest for the trees. We can't see the forest because there's too many trees around us, right? Usually, but you can s- usually that's because... We're looking outside for the problem. We're looking to blame our job. We're looking to blame our spouse. We're looking to blame where we live when the problem is actually inside. Most of these problems are these outer directed problems stem Mm. from an inner trauma, an inner Mm. uh, self-doubt, an inner Mm. blockage Mm. that Mm. we we need to acknowledge. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's actually interesting. You've just hit the nail on the head. I've got a new book coming out in November. Um, It's called Move the Mountain. And it's all about understanding the holisticness of that everything happens inside of you. Um, You know, some people move countries to feel better or to have a new chapter or to change. Ironically, you take yourself to that new country. So you're living in the same skin, the same mentality, the same brain, the same paradigms, the same emotional state. You are taking yourself there, right? So you might have new surroundings for a few weeks, a few months even. You might have new places to go and new friends to make. But initially, you'll go to bed and it will be the same you and you'll feel like you did before you left. So so the important thing is to... to there's a saying that I've always loved. It's if you don't go within... You go without. And it's a great little saying that I've adapted for me. So, if you don't look at the internal engineering, the internal mechanisms of what's going on, then nothing in the outside world, like this talk won't be able to help anyone if they don't understand that the first the first port of call is to identify um, what's going on inside and why am I not achieving the life that I want to live? So, so it's really important, and you've hit the nail on the head. It's really, really important to go inside. This, uh, what you just said, reminds me of a, a story. Back in uh, 2016, 2017, mm. I was living in Serbia during right. the, the Great Migration that that happened of two million refugees, most mm. of which were really my. They they were they weren't refugees. They were migrant workers looking for work. But mm-hmm. what was interesting about that 2 million people that spread across and to, to try to resettle in Europe, mm-hmm. they brought their problems with them. Mm-hmm. They, they, you could almost see literally the, the trail of trash that was left across mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. across Europe to, to when they finally got to wherever they were, rehomed usually in camps and and other things uh as they were 
being resettled in Europe mm. to try to mm. bring them in to mm. the culture of Europe. Mm. But for the longest time, and it's getting better now, but it's been five years, six years. Mm. But for the, the first few years, there were a lot of problems mm. because they brought the exact problems that they were running away from with mm. them into their new country that they mm. were settled in. Mm. And the same things were happening ar around them mm. that they had tried to leave. Mm. Because mm. if you don't internalize change, if you don't realize that you're the problem, mm. it doesn't matter where you go. You bring mm. the problem with you. That's why you, you people do. that run away from um, spouses or, you know, they, they get divorced because, uh, well, my spouse is mean. She does this. She does that. So I'm going to leave that. They get in a new relationship and darn if the, the new within a year or two after the, the mm. joy of a new Puppy relationship love. is off, yeah. <laughs> suddenly this new spouse is doing the exact same thing that the old one did that ticked you off. And it's like, mm. well, what's the actual problem? Well, the actual problem is the way that you're treating them, mm. not them themselves. Mm. Mm. I do. I do believe that though, um, Todd, everyone is responsible for their own happiness. Um, and that includes spouses and marriages as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I think I used to believe, and I've been married 17 years this year. I used to believe that I was responsible for my wife's state of mind and happiness. I've since now understood that I can't make anyone happy. Like, like I, I can try to put favorable circumstances. I can t try to do my best to, you know, be a good husband and a good father and to show her that I'm a good provider and what have you. But, but if she's continually in a state of mind where that's not enough, I, I can't do more than that. That's, that's, that's a realization for her to realize or whoever it is to realize that happiness is an internal job and, and also an internal responsibility. So, so if two people are working on their own happiness as well as making the union work, you've got a really great marriage. But, but if one person is trying to keep the other one always um, afloat or, or pumped up, um, that's only going to last so long. You'll get drained. But that, that applies mm. not only to a marriage. Mm. It applies to a business. Yeah. It applies to um, any relationship that you're in. You mm. can only make yourself happy. Yes. You can, you can yes. only design the life that you desire. You can't. And if you try to do it only for the people around you, mm. you'll get burned. That's when you see people get burned out because their, their heart is in the wrong place. Spot on. So people Spot start on. a diet, not because they want to feel healthier and better mm. because, but because they, they think that everybody else is looking at them looking down at them for being out of shape. Well, yeah. that lasts yeah. for a little bit, Yeah. but yeah. then, then they'll, they'll fall because they'll yeah. get burned out. Same yeah. thing with business. It, it going back to the visualization and the thoughts become things mm -hmm. we become what we think about. So we have to mm -hmm. change our internal world, our internal mm -hmm. perspective from Spot darkness on. to light. Spot on. In order to in order to actually make permanent changes.
Spot on. And then and then to keep that thought process going, like not to have it as a as a temporary in the moment, oh I've lost the weight. Oh I'm now happy and now I'm gonna stop. Like it's gotta be it's gotta form it's gotta form the tapestry of your life moving forward. Because if you've got great results uh, for anything like business, diet, marriage, health, whatever it is, then you've discovered a new um, way forward to 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 have a better life or to achieve the desires that you want. So this is not the time then to go to revert back. This is the time to um, embrace your new reality and to to show others. I keep saying, you know, like you've got a responsibility. Not just to yourself, but but people are wondering if they can do things, if they can change. And what do we do, Todd, when we look at, if we ask ourselves that question and we go, can we do this? This is monumental. Can we make this change? And the first thing I do is I look at people in the world that have made that change, like that have come from ultimate hardship. Mm-hmm. You know, orphans and 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 people that have come from broken marriages. Like my my mum and dad divorced when I was seven, so so for me, um, you know, love was a very hard concept for me to swallow because security was ripped out of my life when I was when I was not much older than Grace. So so for me, I tried to understand that. Um, and as an adult, that's been my internal battle, like like allowing people, allowing myself to be loved sort of thing because I thought it didn't exist. Um, so, it ends up being something that um, as human beings, we look at what's important to us and we try to keep those scenarios moving forward rather than, um, yeah, getting to a situation where a lot of us uh, revert back to old thinking because we think we've made it. And the truth is we never truly make it we we just keep evolving and we keep understanding and we keep learning it's almost like when you think you know something it's like god gives you a new level of understanding and and they go oh crap i now know nothing i i thought i knew something <laughs> and now i'm like i'm at the bottom of the next mountain and i'm going oh my god i thought i was at the peak and and it's um it's something that it's a mindset of never learning enough like there is no there is no book that you there's something you don't know and and to be open to that how beautiful is that to Um, add on to what to add on to what you're saying mm. in scripture whether it's christian Mm. or muslim or hindu or whatever Mm. but Mm. in in the in the bible at least it says we're taught to endure to the end yes right Every religion has some form of of that enduring. Mm. You know, in mm. Buddha taught about enduring. Life is to mm. be endured. Mm. But what does it actually mean? It it means much more of what you're saying. Mm. That the enduring to the end really means not that we have to suffer through life to the end, but it's recognizing as we get to a level, there's suddenly another level beyond that. And there will always be another level beyond that. Exactly. So when, so exactly. when we make a change in our life and we reach where we wanted to go, if you fall back or rest on your laurels, mm. suddenly you start reverting back to old habits because, mm. Mm. because we're meant to then look at what's the next level and mm. always mm look at the next level. This this yes. life is a proving ground, a testing yes. zone for us yeah. to, to 100%. grow and improve. 
Yeah, and I was just going to say, um, uh, for me anyway, I've done a lot of research in the last month or two uh, from all the major religions in the world. Like I've looked at um, Christianity, Buddhism, um, Hinduism, Islam, um, and I've tried to find common threads. Because if you think about just those four to five religions, you're talking about possibly five billion, six billion people on the planet. The majority, majority, right? Yeah. Right. And I looked at, I tried to find a common thread um, through their holy scriptures and through their teachings. And do you know the one thing that I found that's common in all of those religions is gratitude. Yep. Like gratitude is a is a such a common theme in the teachings. Christianity, you know, Christ was all about being grateful. Um, Buddha was all about understanding appreciation. Um, in the Quran, in Islam, they also talk about how important gratitude and appreciation is. Hinduism has the same. There is this common thread. And if you look at the essence of appreciation and gratitude, most people take it as when good things happen to me, I will be grateful. And that's not what it means. Because because you're only playing one side of the coin, right? So it's can you be grateful for the challenges, <laughs> which is sometimes really hard to do. Because you know you don't stub your toe and then say thank you, God, I've stubbed my toe. You don't really say that, or you don't see someone with cancer and go, oh, thank you, God, that they got cancer. You don't say that. But if you look at the nature of God, like I've always looked at, I don't want to know God. I want to know His nature. What, who are we dealing with here? What sort of nature do we have as our God? And his nature is love. And his nature is is giving. Like, I've taken Christ off that cross. I think he's been up there long enough. You know, he's been up there for 2,000 years up on that cross. I, I look at Jesus with his hands open in a state of giving. Giving love, giving wisdom, giving value, giving, giving perspective, giving gratitude. Like, that's... That's the nature of God. And if we ever doubt that to be true, we're still here. All the mistakes that humankind has made in destroying ourselves, in, 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 in hurting each other, I mean, wouldn't it be easier for God just to go, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, these guys don't get it. Let's start with Earth 2.0 and I'll do something different. He hasn't done that. He's persevered. Eight billion of us on the planet making mistakes, and he's like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna persevere with these guys. We're, they've got to get it." And the infrastructure, the nature within God, how that works, I believe, is that every single decision that we make brings us back to a deeper understanding of love, even anger. And if you look at the emotion of anger, like truly look at it, what anger actually means and where it comes from. Anger is disappointed love. Love that the yin. Yeah, love that's been hurt and frustrated and stood on, and and it turns, it flips into frustration and anger. People can create from anger, and people can create from love. You can create from any any base. They're all concrete, but it's the future you want to live. I don't want to live the next twenty years being angry. And frustrated at the human race. I want to be an example of the good and and the passiveness of trust. And that's 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 the aim of life is can you trust the next right move? 
can you trust the next tailored lesson that is getting trying to get you to understand something that you don't quite grasp yet, but you're on your way. You're on your way to to getting this lesson and you just need a nudge. You just need to listen to Barry and Todd's talk. You just need a nudge and here it is. You've now come onto this podcast and you're listening and you're going, I get it. Thank you so much. Um, and that's the key for me. It's 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 to try as much as possible to be an example of the nature of God, not so much the deity himself, because it's too big to understand the cosmic consciousness of God. But I do I do see lessons sprinkled throughout humanity and laws that are for his and our highest good. And one of those lessons is love. Can you love and can you be grateful in the face of adversity? Can you well, do and this, that? And this brings us back around to where we started. Yeah. The yin and yang <laughs> of anger and love, right? Do you want Spot to on. create from anger or do you want to create from love? Yep. And one of the one of the really cool things I heard uh, just the other day in one of, with one of my guests, he told the story of he was he was working with with a, one of his uh, clients and his client um, said, I don't know what you're talking about. I have built this massive company by putting my head down and smashing through uh, mm-hmm. all obstacles and barriers. I don't need to do it with gratitude. I've done it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with with force and and mm-hmm. and I've been strong. Right. Mm-hmm. And. And the uh, the question that his his coach asked was, mm. okay, would you have been able to do it differently? Yeah. What if what if you had been able to look at this through the eyes of gratitude and love? Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. it ties yeah. in. What if you would suddenly your situational awareness may have opened up and you may have realized that you didn't need to smash through all those barriers because that mm. barrier were, barrier was really only three foot high, but you couldn't see through it mm. because mm. see over it or around it because you mm. were head down smashing your way through it. Mm. Mm. But when you open up with eyes of gratitude and love, you see, oh, there's a path around this way, a path around this way. Maybe this mm. person will help this person will help me out. And suddenly mm. you see a lot more paths to success. Mm. that you don't have to be angry and and frustrated and and strong to smash your way through. Yeah. Well, see with him, he with him, he's obviously we were saying it before, he's created from a sense of anger. So you you come to a level where he has got success, like commercial success. Or how do we define success anyway? Is it financial success? So it just depends how you define his success because to me if you think about it, that's not really truly successful. I mean, just because you've got financial success, sorry, big deal. Like, have you got holistic success? Have you got good relations mm-hmm. with family, with friends, with yourself? Are you contributing to the community? Are you helping people where, they, where you can? Uh, are you living a healthy life? Are you sleeping well? That's success. My favorite so, definition of success is mm-hmm. Earl Nightingale's definition. Oh, I think I remember is, it. Go, which go is the... When you are striving towards a worthwhile ideal or a worthwhile goal, because it's not reaching any fixed point. It is the striving. So the moment you make that change from whatever you were doing in anger and you Mm. make that change 
towards a towards a good ideal, yeah, a worthwhile yeah. ideal, a worthy ideal, goal, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, as soon as you take that first step, you're a success. I yeah. love that definition because it's the path, not the end result. Yeah, it Being is the path. path because yeah. you want to. This this life, we have a one way exit. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we're we're all going the, down the same road mm. to the same end point, right? Mm. We're all not uh, we're not going to get out of life alive, as the mm. as the <laughs> as the singers say, right? Mm. And so the journey that's the that's the point of living. Yeah. What type of journey do you want? Do you want a journey of anger or a journey of happiness? Mm. Do you want a journey mm. of of uh, frustration and and disappointment and greed, or do you want a journey that throughout your life you're seeing love and gratitude and joy mm. and happiness mm. and and it's a completely different world. It it is, and if you look at um, I've have, I was having a conversation yesterday, Todd, about um, there's a lot of billionaires on the planet right now. I don't know if you've noticed this. You know, being a millionaire isn't enough, so we've got to the billionaire. I think LeBron James, the basketball player, is now on the on the feed. Last night, I was hearing he's the first athlete to reach a billion dollar income or a billion dollar net worth. Anyway, I think our issue lies with tying our self worth to our bank accounts. And we respect people that have amassed such fortunes. But if you look at the people that have, right, and a lot of them are on social media now, and money is not a problem anymore. You know, like they've got whatever they want, the people to help them, the charities, whatever they do. The conversations that they're now having is centered around what we're talking about. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Gary V um, was one of them I was listening to last week. He said, um, um, the definition of success is not earning a billion dollars. The definition of success is, can you wake up happy in the morning? Like, can you do that? Elon and Musk the, said something similar. Yeah, yeah, right. Can you? So, I think here we are as a planet, we have uh, um, um, social media platforms that are based on followers. Followers look up to financial success. Financial successful people love the fact that they're on top of the mountain and they have all these followers. And now they're singing a very different tune. They're actually saying, can you get in touch with your inner self to make an impact in the world? Ironically, they've had to chase the money first <laughs> to feel worthy themselves. <laughs> so, so I don't know about you, Todd, but I'm not quite a billionaire yet. Um, but we're having these com- <coughs> sorry, we're having these conversations without that. So you know what? I'm letting you know we're further ahead oh, because yeah. we don't need the billion dollars in the bank to have these conversations. You don't it's need, need put- ten dollars in the bank to have these conversations. You don't, you, man. You don't. You can, in fact, when you find that inner peace. The money tends to just come. I'm not talking about the inner peace of the hippies of the 60s no, no, and no. the and those that find inner peace now through drugs and alcohol. And, no, that's not mm. inner peace. That's numbing yourself to the world. Correct. No, when you truly are centered and at peace with who you are, because that's really where it comes from. You're you accept who you are 100. percent You're at peace with yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love success it. Success in other areas, in relationships, in uh, business, in uh, weight loss, in family, in mm. friendships, everything. It just comes to you. Why? Because going back to our discussion about God mm. and the universe, when your thoughts are full of love and peace and and you are accepting of who you are, you are blessed with more abundance. That's yeah, just, yeah. just what happens. Abundance in so all true. areas of your life. Gratitude begets abundance. Yes, 100%. It's, it's, it's now, interesting that... Yeah, sorry. Go on. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. No, I was just gonna. I was, I was just gonna say it's interesting that um, that well-known concept in our in our communities isn't isn't in the world as a mainstream understanding. Like right. it's really interesting because gratitude is often seen as a passive emotion, not as a um, not as a aggressive. Go out there and get it, and you'll 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 succeed. Uh, mantra: Gratitude seems to be this. Um, well, if I have gratitude, doesn't mean I'm going to get what I want. But if you truly embrace gratitude without ego, and being a beautiful state of appreciation for every good thing you've got going on, whether you get more or not, doesn't even matter. Like it, it, it even it just becomes a superfluous conversation. I don't care if I've got more because I've got so much going on that it's so cool, and that's when the more tends to come, because we're not really choking the outcome. We're not saying I want more but I don't have it. I want more but I don't have it. And what we're really saying is, I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. Um, and what we're saying with gratitude is. I'm so cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you of all the blessings you've already given me. Yes, I'm striving towards that. But you know what? Whether that happens or not, I don't care. Because look at the great... And being in that state of mind is usually when the good stuff tends to flow. <laughs> because we're not necessarily um, choking it with, yeah. um, I don't have it. Well, and and when I was talking gratitude begets abundance, it's in all areas. It's not necessarily financial. I mean, if you have an abundance of love and sufficient to live on and you're grateful, you, you don't care that you're not a billionaire. Yeah. You know, because you're at peace. And, and that's one of the, one of the things I think we can end it on at Mm. that point, Mm. but you mentioned that you have a new book coming out in November, uh, move the mountain. Yes. Um, if people want to get your current book, that's available obviously on Amazon. Please do. Um, yes. Eleven Master Secrets to Business Success and Personal Fulfillment. Great. And yep. then you said that with that book, there is a. There well, is a, you can. So if you go to my website, barrynicolau.com, Todd, um, um, everything is there. Um, so just go to uh, if you need to spell it for me, B Barry B A W R Y, and it's N I C. O-L-A-O-U dot com. Um, you'll see um, the title of the new book there as well. Um, we're taking pre-orders for that right now. We've got a couple of thousand already, which is exciting. Um, and then you'll see my corporate work and you'll also see an avenue to buy my existing book and that'll lead you st- straight to Amazon. Um, but it's exciting. Um, it's, it's really exciting to impact the world through how I'm trying to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. So 
the the link will be in the show notes so that people can just click on the link from the podcast or from the YouTube because this will go up on YouTube as well. Uh, for those watching the YouTube, yes, all the scabs on my face. I did not get in a fight with a rabid badger or a angry sloth. Um, no, I had a chemical treatment done on damaged skin. So well done. The the angry sloth is a much better story. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I was going to say, you should see the other guy. <laughs> it was yeah. quite funny. But um, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This has been Todd Talks, where I help you design the life that you desire. Goes along with what this entire show has been about the life that you desire. If you like what you hear, subscribe, share it with a friend. And of course, you can always leave a five star review. <laughs> uh, Todd Talks is available on Apple, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. My coaching business is available. You can click on the link in the show notes if you would like a, an initial consult for free uh, to see if I can help you. And as always, have a blessed day. <laughs>